On this episode of the No Chill Podcast, we're joined by one of the hardest working guys in the game, Dash Lavelle. Born in Trinidad, raised in Brooklyn, Dash headed to California to first gain knowledge and also to work with elite level talent. He staked his claim as a ball handling guru and expanded his reach to develop complete players with elite level skill, intelligence, and technique. His attention to detail, like seeing angles, tireless preparation, and finishing strategy have him among the best minds in his field. Currently a player development coach with the LA Sparks, Dash really is in the middle of maximizing the ability of all players at every level of the game. For Gil, he's seen Dash's progression from when he arrived on the West Coast and sought out Agent Zero for some insight to where he is today. As Gil will attest, it's in Dash's hands now to push the game forward and tap in with the tremendous amount of talent that's in SoCal. You're going to really like this edition of the No Show Podcast. Remember, you can get every episode as soon as they drop on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. You can catch the video version on the No Chill YouTube channel. And don't forget, No Chill with Gilbert Arenas every Monday on Fubo Sports on Fubo TV, 8 p.m. Eastern. Welcome on into another No Chill with Gilbert Arenas right over there. That's a, we got to shout out Turkaloo and also the only team in the NBA to get glitter in on their uniforms, the Orlando Magic. <laughs> they pull it off. Stars. It's, but it's got the sparkle. Mm-hmm. But what's up, yo? What's happening? How you doing? We're, rare occasion that you wear a hat, too. I didn't get a haircut. Uh, I know. You don't have to tell people that. I mean, I'm just being it's honest. It's the Mamba mentality. <laughs> I'm just being <laughs> And we have today another member. We did it to you again. Another guy from the East Coast. Yes, yes. Dash, do we have to give him your full name? We just think we Dash. We got yeah, this on the screen. Yeah, on the I think. Screen. Dash. I think yeah, that's Dash. All I know. Yeah, that's but all you know, it's like, did you, did you Dash, switch it Dash, up? <laughs> nah, I just go by Dash. But like one of those things, like I just want to. It's a brand. You know what I mean? I mean, just Dashletics. Yeah, you know what I mean? I just yeah, just go by Dashletics. <laughs> Dash. You know what I'm saying? People are like yo, what you want to go by? Dash, man. Like everybody just know me by that. But people need to know that why. I mean, because my brand is Dashletics, and like that's what I started in New York, and. It's been with me since I came to California, and it gave me a good little buzz, so I just keep going with it. And And where you are now, we got to say we knew you before that because you're the dude now, you you know, player development for the LA Sparks. Yeah. Um, Also the guy, you ever see him the most, the freshest wardrobe on the the bench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You do be clean, though. I ain't going to lie. You don't think we didn't notice. (laughs) Yeah. I was waiting for somebody to notice it. You be clean. We noticed. You be clean. Yeah, yeah, I had a few dudes. I had. A, I got. I got to say, he didn't know. <laughs> I know. I did. I'm like, hey, never once. They said it's that good over there. They paying. I need to be a smart straight. They paying good. <laughs> yo, you know, so funny dressing like that. Had a lot of people actually be like, "Yo, they pay you like that." I'm like, don't worry about my pay, man. Like, you know, because you know, I mean, man, like, I love dressing that way, and I think like, it just gave me a chance too to like. Game day, you know, you look good, you feel good, mm-hmm. and you go out there and try to do your best to play good together. So, man, it was a, it just became a part of like what I wanted to do, like every day, fresh shoot, fresh shoes. But but <laughs> for people that need to know, what you, we always knew you like this, yeah, sweats yeah, yeah. and you yeah. know gym clothes and whatnot. But from where you got to, right, that that didn't happen overnight. Nah, and we not said you're a guy from the East Coast, so Brooklyn, yeah, to be exact. Yeah, and you know. New York basketball here in LA, we've, we've covered that before. But yeah. for you, how did you get introduced to the game? I mean, I remember, because I, I was born and raised in Trinidad, first and foremost. I came here, and it was funny, yeah, it's a funny story. So like, you know, like every young kid growing up, like, 
you you went to school, you got the girls, you got like, and then this guy came to me. I used to run track first. Mm -hmm. And that's really where Dash kind of like got going just because of the speed thing, you know? I used to run track and this dude was like, man, you gotta play basketball. I'm like, why? Like, he's like, all the girls love the hoop. <laughs> like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what? How is that even like a thing? Like, and he's like, I'm telling you. You know, so I started hooping. I'm not gonna lie. It's because of that reason first. I'm just being real. But then like it just became like something that through all the hard times, like being here, like it came a place where I can release my release my stress and just feel free, feel like not judge. Like the game did something different for me, like where I felt like I felt like I belonged somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. It just, it, the game had no judgment to it. Like when you in that ball by yourself, you know that feeling yeah. in the gym alone. Like it's not talking to you crazy. Like <laughs> it's you in that ball. And I felt like it became a safe place for me, you know? So it changed into that and it gave me something like, it's crazy to say, bro, but it gave me something to live for. Like, cause I, I was at a point where I just felt like, man, like I don't even, why am I here? I, I remember I used to go up to this gym in Jersey, seeing Hall University, they had a gym and guys used to go up there and play pickup. Mm -hmm. And I used to just walk from like my apartment in Jersey straight up to the school to play pickup. And I remember like, people used to be like, yo, man, what you, you just walk around South Thursday? <laughs> like, what are you doing? You just walking around? And I used to be like, it got to me, bro. Mm -hmm. Like it got to me. It was at a point where I was just like, damn, they think I'm a bum. They think I'm trying to eat food at the cafeteria. <laughs> like, <laughs> they like, look at him. And I'm just, and it was weird, like, you know, but like, when I got inside the gym, like I didn't hear none of that anymore. It's just the ball and you and the people that's playing. So that was like a real safe place. And then once I figured out like, man, like my younger brother, he was really, like he was a solid player growing up. Like I think he had a like, he, I thought he had a chance. Now knowing all that I know about the game, there's so much more that comes with it mm -hmm. than being able to dribble and shoot. Like, yeah. you get what I'm saying? So like for me, it was just like, thinking back then he had a chance and I was just like, man, like I'm gonna try to drive him and push him. But then I realized everybody don't have the same drive, the same push. I can't force that upon him, you know what I'm saying? But it just made me fall in love with wanting to teach, wanting to learn. Like, like Nipsey said, I've been through every emotion, every like phase of like training, like from doing the nonsense that didn't make no sense. Like when you just looking at like, yo, what are you doing? Like, like you know what I'm saying? So like I, I I was able to go through all the phases of that man till this point this this point on you know so you know that that was <clears throat> when you said that your escape yeah is in the hoop and people don't understand like when you're into something it becomes your life yeah you know what I mean it becomes your life it becomes a a, a getaway yeah because when you're on that court. There, there is no judgment. Yeah. The only thing that's judging is your work ethic. Work ethic. Yeah. That I work hard right. enough yeah. Yeah. with this with this ball right here yeah. for the basketball gods to repay me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things. I remember <laughs> during the season, and uh, you know you'd be late, do something dumb, and they write you a fine. Yeah. I don't care about that fine, man. Right? Here's a blank check. Do what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. As long as I can still play, I'll give. Yeah. What y'all talking about over there? <laughs> But you take my time, oh, man, depression kicks in. Kicks in, yeah, yeah. Depression kicks in, you know, and, and I remember something like AB, when, you know, um, when Antonio Brown, you know, and they took, they took football away from him, and he's spiraling. And I'm just like, what did y'all expect? What, what did you expect? You took his getaway, getaway away. Yeah. 
So all the drama that's outside, he gets to go in that field yeah. and, and not think about it. Yeah. So now that he doesn't have the field, this is all he has to do yeah. is think. And that's what happens. That's what's happening right now with, with COVID. Yeah. These kids don't have nowhere to release and get away from, you know, just life itself. So, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, this yeah. is the only thing, sports is the only thing that you can be obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And it pays you for it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> like I, I can really be obsessed with, with this, this yeah. and it rewards, rewards me. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is opposite of what we're taught in And life. it's crazy that you said that because like, <laughs> I work with guys all the time and and like you talk to like, even with the, with the development of youth and and you try to figure out with parents and stuff. They'd be like, oh no, my son loved the game. I was like, yeah, there's a difference. He loves it. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think when you find that obsession, like it's different, bro. Like you want to watch film at night. You want to yeah. get up, put the extra work in. You know what I'm saying? So like when you find that obsession, that's when you start really finding, like, I think your son has that, bro. Like, like for real, mm-hmm. though. I remember guys used to tell me sometimes, like, oh, man, it's either you have it or you don't. And I never understood what that meant mm-hmm. till like, I got older and I was able to see it through other kids. And I'm like, it's, a, it's, just, it's just the love behind it and how much time they're willing to spend. I got certain dudes, your son is one of them. Like, you got to push him out the gym. Yeah, like, yeah. go home. <laughs> I'm trying, no, I don't want to go home. Closing yeah. the door and his head gets, I'm like, bro, go home. Like, they just love it that much. It's that obsession that drives you through trying to be the best and really wanting to be, you know, one of those guys. But what you were, back to your story, going to that kid, going to the gym and see, you know, all, yeah. you got to have a reason for that. And it can be something you want to fit in with those kids or you want to be out of um, the house or you want your own identity. What was that for you? For me, for me going up there, it wasn't about fitting in with nobody. It was just more of like, bro, I was alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in the house alone. So I, I lived out, I was away from my family. Um, I lived with a friend out there. I mean, he worked all the time. I never really saw him. You know what I mean? So for me, it was just being in the house alone. And every day that was just like, man, it was just my one time to interact, hoop, play ball. So like it was just went from just being alone and then I'm like, man, I gotta hoop. I gotta do something, you know what I'm saying? And you think and, about, oh, not to cut you off, but yet. you think you think about Brooklyn, right? You think about cities, places like that. That's a great thing for a kid to discover basketball because there's yeah. other roads you can go down that yeah, aren't so real. good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's really one of the best things sports can give you too is an outlet, a healthy nah, outlet. Sure. It's like, man, you can never fault that kid. He's just playing basketball, yeah. mind his own business, you know, not getting into trouble. Yeah. And I feel like some guys abuse that though. Like now you're talking about a healthy outlet. Some guys abuse it and make it unhealthy in the sense of doing the wrong things, taking the wrong things from people, like putting themselves using the fact that they're really good to just kind of like take advantages of situations. Like I've seen young kids. I mean, you're gonna have, and this is the bad part, you're gonna have corruption behind, you know, anything that goes. goes, You know, youth sports, you're gonna have someone trying to get over on the athletes. Someone seeing, okay, this kid might be a lottery. Let me figure out how I can get, get paid yeah, on. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have that. Yeah. Um, you know, just as I'm parents, good. you just gotta be, you gotta be smart. smart you gotta do yeah. your research. You know, you gotta, and I, I it's 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 hard to tell a parent who's who who's open-minded. Yeah. And what I mean open-minded is you're allowing everything to come in when you should be closing everything off. Oh, yeah. You know, um, 
You should be weary about anyone who's coming in. You should be, you know, you, you shouldn't be just opening yourselves up to everyone. everyone. I get times where I got to tell parents, like, man, just be his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, just be his dad mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, you know, because it's more than just the basketball training, you know? You want to, like, like you said, make sure you get, do your research, you get good advice on certain situations. And you, you now you even sell in the fact of like almost being like like a mentor counselor to mm-hmm. these kids like you know what I'm saying like and you got to show them and and people can feel that when you care for them like you know so you want to also try to show the kid like I'm not just working you out I'm here I care for you I care about how you feel off the court like what's going on in your life like that's that for me I think that was like a step in my growth in working with people like trying to figure out like what's going on with you how's your day like what's going on at home like like you know what i'm saying like i i was able to like pick up on body language like mm-hmm. like now i'm more like but, feeling a person out like different like it's not about just you come in the gym i could come in i'd be like okay like now i'm like your therapist like i'm like no. <laughs> Today, i was going to say think about that yeah. no one has a better connection than the position you're in because yeah. head coach has so much on their plate and they're they're just makes are you good you good okay and then or what message do i have to deliver you then i'm out yeah. Or you're front row seat yeah. and you're having, you know, one-on-one conversations, DMs, yeah. texts at all hours, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's really a part of the job. Maybe you didn't even it. sign on for that. I didn't you sign didn't on. But like, you, you know, yeah. it's funny, you don't sign on, yeah. but you inherit it because what ends up happening is if you have the same kids every day, you're going to get a different mood every, every single, single day. day. And as a trainer, you're going to have to pick up on it. Yes. You know what I mean? Because... Just the body language. As soon as he walks in, you can tell what type of day this is about to be. You can tell, like, I'm going to have to push a little bit harder. He don't even feel like he even wants to work today. Work today. You know what I mean? Oh, he he got some energy today. I can push push him a little bit bit more. You know what I mean? So you'd be like, okay, maybe I might take it easy on him. He he, he got the gloss in his eyes. Like, he just finished crying or something. Like, you have to really pick up on that and and read that. Because you can be adding to the problem. It's a problem, yep. You know, like he already having mental problems and he's already lost. And then now you want to, yo, dude, why you ain't, why you ain't listening? Why you ain't making shots? And you're just adding to and it's his. It's crazy, man. Cause like I've, I've had days where guys come in and I can feel it. And I'm like, yo, we're going to go light. <laughs> like we'll go light. We get you in and out of here. He'd be like, my man. <laughs> like even with like, with, with the sparks, like there's days where I'm in there and I can tell how my girls are feeling, my ladies are feeling on the, on the body movement, like, man, it's been a rough week, man. Oh, I'm just mentally not, mm-hmm. we're gonna go like, get you yeah. not, ah, thank you, Dash. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So like, definitely being able to relate and understand how someone is feeling is huge in developing them as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And think of that route that you took where you saw ba- basketball as an outlet. So yeah. for, for in these situations, for a lot of them, that is their outlet. So if they're yeah. dealing with something at home or maybe they, maybe you actually go harder because they're gonna work out that emotional, yeah. you know, roadblock they're that they're facing. So, for you, who who influenced that? Was it just all on you? At some point, nah. who was a mentor in your book? Um, man, like growing up, I had a few guys back home. I had a friend to show him. He was really big on that for me growing up. Um, but coming to California, man, it was really good for me because I was able to meet a lot of dudes that was able to like help me figure out how to put it all together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, so, like, wait. Is there, you're saying that doesn't exist in New York? It does. <laughs> but, like, West you got to understand, bro. I'm going to be real. <laughs> like, bro, I'm going to be real. And, and and I love the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? And, like I, had, like, I had guys back home who did look out. But, like, I'm saying, like, take me to the next level. 
it, it happened when it, when I came here. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But it was up to me to get up and say, man, I got to make this move, you know? Mm-hmm. I got to make this move for my life. Um, a lot of people ain't like it at first because it's like, man, you're not training my son no more. You yeah. out. I'm like, shit, man. Like, I got to keep elevating. I tell Trav this all the time. You know, me and Trav are really close. It's my cousin. I was just like, yo, Trav, bro. One thing we got to always keep doing is keep elevating who we are as people because now it's not, people can't look at you or use you as you, like you're a rag doll. I just use you when I want to. Like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep elevating. You keep elevating yourself and your brand. People are going to always feel like, man, I, I need him and not the other way around. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yo, I need you. You coming in today? Like, yeah. like for me, it's not, I don't care. If you don't want to come in today, that's on you. That doesn't stop me from growing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but for me, when I came out here, uh, one of the first people I met was Samaki Walker, um, Rashad McCants, um, Derek Fisher. Um, and, you know, like, I used to always try to get with Gil. But like, you know, like I think I caught him at a time when he was old. Cause I remember I used to watch on Instagram and he used to be working out all the time. I used to be like, yo, Gil is like one thing I realized about Gil, he's always gave guys the opportunity and the platform to showcase their self to build. I'll give you that, bro. And I and that's dope as a black man, bro, mm-hmm. to do that for other black men. You know what I'm saying? And like, like even when we was doing the, the, the Agent Zero Academy stuff and stuff like that, like. I watched a lot of stuff you did, a lot of stuff you talked about, even like helped me through the years when you was like, I remember when I first started really training and you would tell me like, ah oh, man, just get Elijah handle and this right and I'm gonna just show him how to use it. That motivated me. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold up man, I can show him how to use this shit. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like what it made me do was try to go take myself to another level. So like guys like him, Derek Fisher, like Derek Fisher was huge for me. Like Derek Fisher showed me how to watch film. He really helped me like understand the game. So like my mentors were like, like I said, it next level guys. Like, like we he would be driving me home at times after workouts. He'd be like, yo, Dash, I got a book of workouts. Like, like, you know what I mean? And boom, boom. And I kept listening to him. That's one thing I do very well. I just listen and I really take into what people say and what makes sense and what doesn't make sense, you know? So just like I said, my mentors definitely were Rashad McCann's, Derek Fisher, Samaki Walker, Katino Mobley, and this man right here, Gilbert Arenas. You know, you know what's so funny about the first name you said, Samaki Walker. Yeah. So that was my teammate. Yeah. So I, re- I remember, I remember looking at his draft. You know, like when you're young, when you're a young dude, you look at the skill yeah. and then you look at the draft. Yeah. And you be like, what? He's supposed to be number eight. Nine, you know, so I'm, you know, I'm judging, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm judging Samaki Walker off of his, his right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then being with him a year, I realized, dude, has a work ethic out of this world, like, and I'm, you know, I never told him this, yeah. but I'm watching him, yeah. like, when I'm, you know, and you just sit there and watch, you just watch players. Yeah. I mean, he'd be in the gym by himself. Like, it was just straight old school style. Pass mm-hmm. the ball to himself, yes. do all of his moves. And he was like, no trainer, no ball boy, no, nothing. Just working, working himself out, out two, three hours. I mean, by yourself, shit, he only got 150 shots up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, but just to see 
his detail and his yeah, work he's ethic. Huge on that. Man. Yeah, his detail and work ethic just by himself was just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad he's back. He's training kids, and whenever, yeah. like, when somebody's like, "Yo, somebody, use him." Use Trust him, me, bro. use I, him. Yo, look, though he I, he has it. Bro, like, he I, I is self motivated, bro. Like, I even that's what I said. Even him, like, he taught me about progression. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I had a lot of, I was like raw. So he's like, man, young fella, you gotta learn how to progress your stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying? So like, there was a lot of teachers, like film from D Fish, mm -hmm. him showing me the progression, the fundamentals of building the proper base for people. You know, you just show me like, hey, how do I take this and place it in the right situation as I'm playing? Like, where would players get my their moves off or what situations? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So like all these things, Rashad McCann's footwork, stuff, like. It was just so many great teachers that I found here, man, like in California, man, that I just wasn't, I didn't have access to in New York. And those two things I wanna jump in on real quick is mm -hmm. first of all, what Smaki's message to you was, is the fundamentals. Because yeah. people need to understand that is, you can get to point D, but you gotta get A, B, C down. Yes. And the importance of that is what? I mean, the importance, because once you, I remember Kyrie Irving said something funny one day. He said, you learn the fundamentals to forget them. Right? And almost in the sense of like, once you, it's like learning how to walk, right? Once you learn how to walk, you don't never got to think, think about, about it anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So like the fundamentals is like learning how to walk. Like you master the simples, left, right, touch, mm -hmm. form, shoot your shot, mm -hmm. you know, footwork into certain things. Once you master that, that shouldn't be thought about when you play anymore. I don't think about walking. When I yeah. get up and I leave this interview, I'm gonna get up and walk out the door. I'm not be like, oh, which first goes first when I walk out this door? Like, no, I'm just gonna leave the door. So, like, for me, it's just like, bro, like those things are supposed to come organic. That's why it's so important to master the fundamentals so they can become natural to you. And then everything you're just doing is instincts. You know what I mean? You just it, off You know, like um, when it comes to fundamentals and it's like you have two worlds, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it was two worlds before it is back to two worlds. You had, yeah. you know, you had the white basketball player who didn't have any athleticism, mm -hmm. who was fundamentally sound. So that means he needed to learn his footworks to get by the really yeah, athletic guy, guys, yeah. right? Now, what ended up happening is the white basketball player became athletic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he became athletic yeah, yeah. and he became the same. Yeah. And then the European, the European, the Lucas, and the, they became the fundamentally sound players. Yes, now, the reason fundamental fundamentals are necessary it's like being in traffic with a lamborghini mm -hmm. or prius mm -hmm. yeah you can beat the prius yeah. in a straight up race yeah. but through traffic uh -uh. Yeah. the prius has an advantage so what ends up happening is luca has the advantage over anyone who's guarding him because these guys are too athletic for this part of the game. Yes. For this part for of that the, part, the, yeah, the bro. Open court. Open court, yeah, you, you got him, yeah. Half court, court where you have down. to be disciplined. Discipline. You never learned it. So these basic moves that get you to think I'm gonna go that way, to come back this way, you overplaying it, pump fake, pump fake you're jumping, jumping foul. foul. Next time, pump fake, you stop, okay. okay. Like, you know, so he plays, he plays the puppet master game with yes. you. And that's what fundamentals are, 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 
are important, especially at a younger age, because mm-hmm. it's bef- you need the fundamentals before your athleticism kick in. Yeah. Before the athleticism kick in and the athleticism takes over. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to use It's funny, because I was like, feet. man, if I ever have a kid, man, I was like, that's the first thing I'm teaching my first kid. First thing, because like, you got to- I'm not worried about all that other stuff. Like, he like the, could, that's going to yeah, come. The, like, the first thing you need to teach him is his footwork before mm-hmm. his jumping ability. Because once his, you got to remember, once a person can jump and dunk, that's all he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So now he's he doesn't want to learn the one, two, pump, one, two. He don't want to learn that no more. He wants to just rocket I, ship I know. out. I watch a lot of young kids that are super athletic and fast and slowing stuff, slow, slowing stuff down for them, super hard for them. It's just like they almost want to pull their hair. Like, yeah, and it's boring. Like, it becomes like, boring. boring. It's boring, man. Like, when we gonna get to the moves? Like, I'm like, no, yo, fellas, you don't you need. Like, down. hold on. Hold if you up. learn how to do all of this, everything becomes easier. Easy. Yes. It becomes it becomes so much easier if you actually learn mm-hmm. how to use your footwork. Understand that when you go right, he has to drop this leg. Once he drops his leg, you can change directions. If you get too far away from him and he speeds up, pump fake, he's gonna jump automatically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're down, if you're down two, like this, then this is part of fundamentals too. Yes. If you're down, if you're down two, what did that coach tell his team? No three. Fundamentals is understanding the other side too. And it's crazy that you said that and you went to the brain part of it. And I remember telling the kid the other day, we went down the floor twice, right? And it worked throwing it inside. Twice. Mm-hmm. Third time down, his thing was, I ain't get a shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take one now. Yeah. Get blocked. I'm like, what are you thinking? <laughs> I, I, and this is what I told him. I was like, listen, bro. You might not ever be the tallest guy, the fastest guy, jump the highest. But you can always, this right here, bro. Like, if you get this down and you start understanding, and that's what you just touched on right there, yeah. right? Like, just understanding, okay, situation, clock, time management. Time management. Like, I'm down two. <laughs> like, yeah. how is this guy guarding yeah. me? What kind of defenders in front of me? Mm-hmm. All those things are a part of fundamentals. Like, yes. Like, okay, are you, do you like playing with your hands a lot? Or do mm-hmm. you play back off? Like, how do you guard me? What? Okay, I'm not playing with you tonight, because I know <laughs> yeah, you yeah. were scrappy, yeah. waiting for yes. me to change direction. Yeah. I'm going to just go right by you, float. Or, or do you just give me like all those things I try to tell guys tap into? And the funny thing is, like when I train and I teach guys, I always talk about these things because there are some things you just cannot get in drills, bro. Can't. Like you just won't get it in drills and you just got to understand situations. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, then, oh. oh, I was going to say, and that's connected to what you're saying for uh, Samaki and then for Gil's yeah. point of view. So it's, it's what to do and where to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 it, the the game is so it has so many layers in trying to get kids to understand those layers early is the difficult part yeah. because all they want to do is just play. Yeah. And I said playing is cool. But either you're going to make it easy or you can make it hard. Like I tell kids, I said, "How much are you trying to average?" Yeah, I'm trying to average like like 20. And I'd be like, man, that's easy. I said, I said, all you need is a, a layup, jumper, and one free throw. Yeah. Every quarter. Yeah. I said, I was, I said, I want you to think about it. One jumper, one layup, one free throw, 
every quarter got you 20 points. And, I, and, and they be sitting there like, but, I'm but, like, you can't make, out of eight minutes, 12 minutes, you can't, can't score one layup, jumper. one jumper, and one free throw? But, yeah, I can do that. Exactly. And, Everyone can but, do it. But, but I, think, I think what messes them up when you say stuff like that to them, Gil, and I'm trying to think outside the box right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, some of them don't even get to stay on the court long enough to do that, right? And but no, no, for real. Uh-huh. Like some of them, because because for me, I feel like when I watch some guys play, they they force and like Be, not. They, you see what I'm saying? Because they, they force, force it, it so much. Because they because they took twenty. <laughs> they put they put twenty yeah. and put it on a countdown. Countdown. They put that twenty points on a countdown and they're looking at the time versus. Oh, I only got two points. I need to rush it. Yeah. Nah, listen. One layup. Layup. One jumper, one free throw. And and, and how many how many, and, and how many if, possessions you think there are in eight minutes of a game? Like, I mean, in today's game, yeah. in the NBA today's game, I counted it. You get seven. They're doing seven to eight possessions per every one minute. So but like for a kid though, way different. For a kid, but like, so they play like, faster. I, they play faster. They play faster. So that's what I'm saying. So like you can you can take your time. Like <laughs> you can take you can so take, many possessions. I so just literally possessions? told a kid that the other day. There's so many I'm possessions. I'm like, bro, like you got so many possessions. You can't like just. But that that's also an important part of it is for a kid to slow the game down. That yeah. is a hard thing. But to that, learn. because you're 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 moving. You're moving at a faster rate when you're younger, mm-hmm. so you don't want you don't want to go slow. You don't you don't you don't want to go slow. So I say, all right, since you don't want to go slow, I'm gonna force you to go slow. Right. Go play against adults. You got no choice. You have no choice. You have no choice but learn because hey, you try to cross him over, you little, and he's sitting there like this, poke it. <laughs> like, you, you know you know what I mean. So you have to put him in situations where you're you're forcing him like. So when I do when I do like scrimmaging, it's never just go out there and play for the mm-hmm. most part. Like I do scrimmaging where no dribbling, pressing everyone man to man, no dribbling. That ball cannot hit the ground. So now you got to pass and cut and learn how to mm-hmm. learn how to play without. All right, no threes, only layups, only step backs, only threes. Ten sets, shot clock. Once you get the rebound. You got 10 seconds. You know, so you put them in situations where they have to learn and adapt faster. Now you are there thinking like, man, okay, he said only threes. Now I got to figure out with no dribbles. With no dribbles, yeah. I got to figure out how to really get somebody open. open. Because these, they don't do these (laughs) They don't know how to, like, you'll be right here, one guy doing this, one guy sitting in the corner, another two, like, yo, back door. Back door. uh, But he ain't going to pass it. But you ain't even trying. Who cares? Who cares? That, That's the that right reason. That, ain't the, that ain't the purpose. Back door. Back door. So, and it's crazy that you said that because, like, you would think that only. So for people, like, they say, they say, hey man, it's easy to train pros. They're pros. They're good already. And I'd be like, no, they're not. Like, there are a lot of these guys and women, whoever. They're still not good. Still I'm not, the, bro. Like, like, yes, you made it, but you. It's shocking that you made it. And you still have so much more to learn. Because for me, I'll be looking at some of the stuff like, like I remember dealing with a player one time, man, and it was like, man, I, I don't want to roll. When I roll, they don't give me the ball. I'm like, it's not about you. Like, you can roll, literally, right? And put pressure 
If you rolling hard as hell to the basket, put pressure, you open up that shake-up opportunity if that guy goes over the tag, right? Now, you open up opportunities for your guard to drive or skip to the other side. Like, you open up so much more. So I'm like, it's not always about you. And think so about a coach. You, think about guys that you pros. That coaches want that guy... I don't know. Rolling, it, rolling is not going to benefit me. I'm going to do it anyways because it's going to have a ripple effect. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like we're, 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 we're so taught to self-think while mm-hmm. we're playing. You know, yes, it's, bro, it's about you know, self. Imagine, imagine training your whole summer as you being the dominant score. You know what I mean? It's, it's, in the summer, it's your self-story. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, your self, it's your self-story. So look at someone like, we'll take DeAndre Jordan. Do you think he goes into the summer being a, a fifth option? Like, I'm just going to come into the gym and I'm just going to block shots and, you know, fake pat. No, he's going in there working on his offense. Yeah. Working on his offense to try to get a little bit more from his teammates. And, but he's smart enough to understand, I haven't perfected this yet, so I'm going to keep doing what I do best. So I'm going to screen and I'm going to roll hard. That's my job. My job is to hit this man and roll. Whoa. My job isn't to get the ball. Yeah. That is not my job. The, his job is to make the right read. read. If he's not doing his, his job, job, that's his problem. problem. My job, screen, roll, roll down hard. And, and I think, and it's crazy, and that's why I feel like in the youth games and even as we grow, like, and I heard you talk about coaches many times, it's just like, when you got the wrong type of guys coaching too, then it could kind of affect kids in, in, in a sense, and just players too, like in a sense where like you got to hold some some of this stuff accountable. And I think you will, because you just said it like, yo, bro, don't worry about if you got the ball, cut. Like that's the right play. And for me, I, it, kids try to impress me with the wrong things. I, kids be like, oh, you saw that move? I don't care about that. <laughs> I care about like when he wasn't looking and you had the back door, did you take it? Yep. Did you come down after we know that worked twice and go right back to it till they stop it? Like those are the things like I would love to see in in the game as it grows. Like those are the things I really love seeing, bro. But see, that's what it it, it comes with more education, more learning, more, you know, from you know, the people who are giving back to the game. Yeah. You know, just like the kid who went down twice. Like he scored twice, right? Why wouldn't you give it a third, third time? time? Because what is the defense going to do? They're going to try to stop it. Now you get, now you get yes. the back door, easy layup. <laughs> you just scored. Yeah. See, you wanted to do the shit yourself. Self. You wanted to do your shit yourself when they're actually guarding you. Throw it. Where's, where's your man going to go? Now he has to dig deep. He has to dig deep to stop it because they don't want a third possession. Yeah. Now you're back door. No. Like I said, you got to outthink everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I said. There's, there's because, because... No one's, no one's investing in knowledge. Yes, bro. No one's investing in knowledge. Where, hey. where, if you was a high school standout, yeah. and you're a coach, yeah. your information is only high school. Yeah. And it's crazy that you <laughs> said that, right? Invest in knowledge. I remember someone he said something to me years ago. We in the gym, man. And he goes like. Man, I don't know what y'all selling. Like, y'all selling drills, man. I, I know what I'm selling. I'm selling information. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, snap. And now you selling, over here y'all selling, selling drills. drills. I'm selling, selling information. information. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, yo, he was right. Like, 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, man, nobody's invested in information. Like, as young dudes, I, and it's crazy, right? Because, like, when I said I've been through every phase of it, I'd be like, I'll watch another young guy coming up training, and I'd be like, damn. I used to look like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I used to look. I was like, yeah, ain't gonna be no information there. But what I realized. <laughs> so, but then I started realizing, like, yo, bro, like, we could come in here and we could focus on two, three things, bro, and we could get the best out of our situation because we're gonna really lock in on the details and the information of it and go home. Mm -hmm. Instead of you just in there, you did a thousand different things, all just. None of it and stuck. That, none but, of it stuck. You know, it's so funny. And, I, and when, when we grew up on, you know, don't ask us questions, just do what I say. No, no that is wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> no, that is wrong. Hey, question, question, me. question everything. everything. Question why. why. Why are we calling this place? What is, I, I need to know what, if I'm, if I'm an extension of you, I want to know what you're thinking about. Yes. Because I might, I might see something different since I'm actually on the court. Yeah. And I remember that was my thing when, when, when I came. I used to ask Eddie Jordan, why? Why? I did a pick and roll, they switch. Why do you want me to pass it to the big man? And he'll say, um, you pass it to the big man because there's a guard on him. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. What happens after that? They're going to double. And then what happens? He's going to kick it to me. Okay. I'm going to kick it. Okay. He's going to kick it. And then look who's over there, a non-shooter. So we, we did a pick and roll. The mismatch. See, old school says that's the mismatch. And I said, that's not the mismatch because a double comes with that. That is not the mismatch. The mismatch is right here now. I have the big man on me, which is the fastest player in the league. Mm -hmm. If I take him to the hole, who's guarding the basket when I get there? No one, because the guard switched on to my big man. Worst case scenario, I give it to my big man yeah. for the easy dump off. Yeah. Other than that, it's a foot race at the rim between me and the big because they don't have a, anybody back there to guard it. So the best play is me taking advantage of this big. It took years for the guards to realize, wait a minute, why? I'm not going to pass it to him down there. What's happening? And that's what this game is. Because I remember Charles Barkley said, when did it become the, the guard takes the big man? Uh, when we got smart yeah. and started asking questions on why. Yeah. I used to ask, why? Yo, why you keep subbing me out? At the end of the at the end of the quarter with four minutes, three minutes left in the game. Yeah. What's, what's the point of that? Uh, you know, to get you some rest. But we in a penalty. Um, I got fouled five times to get us to the penalty. No free throws. Now you're taking me out during butter time. This is when I get to eat. Now he can't guard, he can't guard me now. Oh. He can't foul me. He can't pick me up full court because every foul now. Every foul, I get to walk all the way down here to shoot a free throw. So you shouldn't take your most aggressive player out until the end of the quarter. Yeah. Because what happens is, you sub me out, sub you in, you're getting warm, right? You ain't aggressive. You're not going to get aggressive until the, 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 the top of the second anyway. Yep. So you just wasted two, three minutes of getting to that free throw line. So Westbrook wouldn't leave that court until the end of the quarter. James Harden wouldn't leave that court until the end of the quarter. KD, LeBron, eight. I'm not taking my best players out until the top of the quarter because you fouled them the whole too. time yeah. 
with yeah. no penalty, now your ass get penalized for touching my man. Yep. You know, but yep. a coach don't know that. Why? Because the person who taught him didn't know that. The person who taught him didn't know that. You know what I mean? So it's like not and, and you know, ass. and you know, so crazy that you said all that. Like, and I think for a lot of as I watch, because I'm watching, so I'm in a seat, I'm in a position. That's why I love where I'm at right now. I'm in a position where I get to watch mistakes, see what people do, mm-hmm. and I'm growing, right? And it's funny that you said that. That's like, I can tell you're someone that, like, it, on the fly, you was, oh, snap, we on the fly. Most guys <laughs> don't know how to do that mm-hmm. on the fly. Game going on, they just stuck into, like, what they have in yeah. the book. Like, yeah, we're well. doing this. And this minute, Gilbert's supposed Wait, to come out. Dash, like, you're saying they're not thinking. Yes. That's a really like, important thing. I'm telling thing. you, they're not. Like I've seen, I've watched, it's I've coaching. been around. Like, that's, well, I'll say this. That was your, that, you said you grew up like that, right? This is current no, generation. No, I grew up they, like that. Um, you say is, you, grew, you grew up for coaches said my way or the highway kind of coaches. That's right? just coaching, yeah, but period. For, yeah. Dash, Dash, you would know this. This next wave, these kids now, they are asking why. Mm-hmm. They're asking a lot of questions. No, they, they still well, don't, don't know. They Even still, if, they, they still don't know because you got to remember the people who are, the people who are coaching them who taught them? No one, you gotta remember, who taught them didn't ask questions, who taught them didn't ask questions. So you got the group of people who are doing the same thing. They're reading, two minutes up, all right, sub in, sub in. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, and stop that. Crazy. And that's why for me, coming to California was huge. It was bigger than just basketball. Like I really wanted to get the best information. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like all the best players was out here. Yeah. You, so you, like, you get what I'm saying? And what I mean by that, like all the guys that played in the league, from coaches, from everybody, they all live here. So for me, I was just like, man, in order to get the best information, like I'm, I'm chasing information even to yep. this day. Like I'm gonna leave here today yep. understanding that he thought like, man, like we just got into the, you know what I'm saying? We just, we in the bonus, you taking me out. Like, yeah, no, leave me in right now. And, and, and it's funny because I think like that. Cause for me, I'm already thinking like, when I work with guys and I coach guys and we do our little runs in, in the evenings and stuff with my younger guys, I use them. I practice. How can I help this situation in the moment? Because growing up watching a lot of coaches, I realized in the moment of stuff, they don't know how to adjust. So like one thing I've been trying to practice is like, okay, with my young kids and I got them, I'm like, okay, I want to learn how to adjust in that moment. moment. Like see... Oh, nah, we going here. Oh, nah, look, we got this right now. Okay, they taking away this. Oh, we going to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I tell a lot of my players and my point guards, I'm like, don't worry about the skill work because you worked on it to forget it. Just worry about what you see in front of you. That stuff is going to come organically. And that's where when you stop worrying about what move you're going to hit a person with, you could, get, you could get into that other side of what Gil is talking about as far as like thinking now. Okay, boom. Oh, I got the switch. Oh, I'm taking him. Oh, now we in the penalty. Oh, now I'm gonna just run at him all day. I'm, he's, I'm, he probably never even thought of any of his moves. Never. Like you know what I'm saying? What's like, so funny? Like, yeah, like, it, it, it's so funny. Me, like me and Kyrie was talking, and I said, you know, what do you watch? And he said the same thing. I watched the big man. Because you perfected your skill to yeah. the point where the person in front of you Bro, doesn't even exist. So my whole thing was I need to watch how good is his backline defense. Yeah. He is irrelevant. This person, I don't give a f- who he is. Yeah. He's irrelevant. Who's his help? You know what I mean? 
You know, I, I, you know, if it's Tony Allen, if you know, if Tony Allen's sticking me, if it's Bruce Bourne sticking me, Kobe sticking me, um, Larry Hughes, is it uh, Raja Bell? I don't care about y'all. Who's back, back there? there? Yep. Is your back? If you, is your back line soft? Are they shot blockers? Or do they take charges? Are they lazy? That's what I need to know because once I get past you with any move I try to do, I need to worry about your backline defense. Like everyone looks at my highlights and see the amazing game-winning shots. Mm -hmm. Don't realize to get to that point, you have to get game-winning layups, game-winning free throws. Mm -hmm. Because the more two, one, yep. go, free, keeps like, you backing up. I got it back. Yeah. That's what I said. My thing, th this, was, this was my secret right here. If we're down two, tie game, down one. I was smart enough to know that that coach is going to do the dumbest thing he can possibly do to his team. And that's say, no twos, no threes, no, no threes. Cool. Hey, ref, um, I'm going to pump fake my three. Watch for the contact. You got happy. You, you, just made your, you, you just made your player happy feet. The worst thing he can do is give me a three because you're going to kill him for it. Therefore, so he's going to he, jump. Yeah, now he's just overly Now zealous. he's overly yeah, two, now overzealous. one, Bump, fly, got him. three free throws. I already done warned. You got to remember, I done already warned the ref. Yeah. <laughs> I done warned him. Hey, yo, ref, they, uh, they fouling. They got fouls to give. Soon as he gets ready to reach, I'm shooting it. Foul, foul, foul. Boop. There you go. I already warned the ref. That was... That's the, the little tricks of the game, game. that you have to And that's to crazy understand. that he said that, bro, because that's where I took my, my training to. Because, like, I mean, I, honestly, like, if you, the work is just really ordinary in the sense of, like, making sure the detail is super important for me. And it's just, like, making sure you come off the screen the right way, understand what kind of reads they're giving us and what mm -hmm. options to take. Uh, making sure even if we're coming off ball screen, setting up correctly with using less energy as possible. Like, I hate when guys do so much just to come off a damn screen. It's not even that hard, bro. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's really not that hard. Like, you know, um, and just little things. And and that, uh, once you once you start simplifying those things and getting your details down, then you can start getting into the next level of the game, which he has mastered. And that's the thinking side of it. The, the chess match, like, you know, like... Okay, you're doing this now. I'm going to do this. Okay, y'all giving up this now. Yeah, We're going to do this. Like, you know, that's that what the side game is. The, the game, game yeah. like, that's what kids don't understand. Stand, but, side. you know, you just people don't understand, period. This game is a chess match. Yes. Like, I watched, um, you know, like, with the, with the Clippers and Lakers, you know, series. And with, with, with Dame, there was no way that what you did in that bubble, the first eight games, they were going to allow you to try it in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm, you know, if I'm Dame, you know, I got to understand that they have my playbook. Everyone, everyone in the, they have my playbook. They know exactly my favorite moves. All right. Throw it all out the window. Give them something they're not waiting, waiting for. for. They're not studying and for. I they think haven't been used to. All right, Gil, let's take a break to talk about our friends at Mint Mobile. You know, we're on our phones all the time. We love our phones. And what would make using our phones better? 
has to be if we knew we were saving money. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself, what are you paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly on to you. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing phone contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, we got your hookup. Get that plan shipped to your door for free by going to mintmobile.com slash no chill. That's mintmobile.com slash no chill. Cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash no chill. And, and, and that's, and, and to me, the great, the great ones, the like, they know these things, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they can prepare different, like. Like the first when the first few games when Braun had like not that much points, he was everybody like, ah oh, man, what? then he just shake you up the next two. Yeah, like yeah. he knows how to shake chess. you up. He's playing chess. He's, yes, he's bro. Playing he chess. knows how to shake you up. And that's why at this age he can still dominate. He take care of his body really well, for one. And he just, like he said, he just knows how to play. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna give you this tonight. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? I seen a young kid do this one time. I never forget it. And that's when I really learned this kid named Javon Quinnelly. He went to the basket one time and this big dude was coming, right? And he literally just let him block it. Just literally. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? why would you just let him block it? I just want to see what kind of defender he is. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the day had him the whole game. The whole time. Oh, got you. Oh, yeah. super. Oh, I just, I'm just looking at him like, yo, this dude is crazy. Yeah, and that's, and that, but it's and funny, that's, that's a, a smart kid. Yeah. I want to see what kind of defender he is. Is he, a, is he active? Is he lazy? Like, yeah. that, but that is a kid. Who's gonna excel? So, yes, bro. Like, and I'm like, yo, this kid is crazy. Like, I've never seen some, and literally told me why. He's like, because in my head, I'm like, yo, come on, bro. At that point, I'm like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. and he just taught me something that day. And he was just like, nah, I, I got it. It's cool. Like, let him have a block. I don't care, you got a block. Let him have a block. Boxing, boxing rope and dope. Yeah, like, and then after that, there's no more blocks for him. Because the defense is like, oh, that was easy. easy. Nah, let me go in and yeah. sweat. Nah, yeah. bro. Right. Nah. <laughs> nah, and that, but that's that's the game you have to play. Right. Yeah. You know, and you know, some people don't have right that kind of time. Right. Yeah. You know? But there's still a chess play when you when your time get in. You don't think Lou. Lou Williams has a, 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 a the chess match when he gets in. You got to remember, when he gets in, he's coming into the penalty. So if you take Lou's game and you put it in the first five minutes of the game, don't make sense. Like, oh, the moves you're doing is erratic. It's not effective. You take him and you put him in his element. Genius. Genius, bro. Because it's all contact moves. 
Foul. And the funny thing is, you be looking at it, right? Like, yo, as soon as he come in, he at the line. Like, he's at the line. As soon as he because come in. like what you said earlier, <laughs> they in the penalty. He's in they the penalty. So, he, so he's designed his game, game for this moment. And that's what that's what the that's what the next level. You're the you're perfecting your moments. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I can tell you, between Steph and Dame Lillard, their whole game plan is around one shot. Dame, his first shot is a long three, and the reason he's going to shoot a long three is he needs to set the tone of the defense. Yep. So if he shoots right in front of the three, that means the defender now has to mark that as his shot. Yep. Not the regular three-point line, yeah, yeah. waiting there, and yeah. the court's compact. No, 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 no. You have to now pick him up here. here. Now that pick and roll is here. here. Now he has all of this real estate. State. Now he has all this running room yeah. against a big man. Yep. Same thing with Curry. Mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to set this line here so the defense starts here. That that is part of their chess match. Yeah. That he come. That's why you see him. He comes in first play, launch it, make or miss. It don't matter. He needs to dictate this line this now. Line, yeah. He needs to dictate this line now. So the deep now he gets the he gets all this real estate to just do whatever he wants because the defense is there now. Oh, oh Dash, I see this, and this is a football term: stretch the defense. Mm-hmm. Those guys can do that. Yeah. That's not easy to do. So kids say, "Oh, I'm gonna do what Dame does: pull up from the logo." And how do you? Walk that back to the fundamentals. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> let's get this down. <laughs> Just catch and shoot for yeah, now. You're right. Whatever they do, <laughs> yeah. see, they be trying. Yeah, and that's the tough part, man. And like for me, like that's where, as a teacher of the game, you have to learn how to separate it. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't teach all levels the same, bro. And you can't. One, I'm gonna tell you why. Me personally, the rules are different. Mm-hmm. So you got to also understand what you're preparing a kid for, for what rules he's playing against. Um, and for me, it's just like, like you, and that goes back to the fundamentals. Once you learn how to master, like you, you me and you had a conversation about this. Like, you might not be a rookie in this moment, mm-hmm. but like you got to go back to being a rookie when you hit the league, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you got to master this situation you're in before you could even worry about that situation. Mm-hmm. So right, because that situation, once you master it, that's what gives you the ability to even get to this situation, right? So this is taking it step by step, bro. Like still like not allowing you to like just see Curry do that and not understand the thought process behind why he's doing that. Don't get me wrong. I've seen kids in high school. Like that's the thing about it, bro. I remember somebody asked me like, yo, can Steph on Marbury shoot? I'm like, what? Like I've seen Steph pull from half before. <laughs> like I've seen a lot of these dudes do that before. Now these guys kind of like paved the way. Now these guys are doing it consistently. Mm-hmm. Like. It's a consistent thing now, but I've seen guys do that. Like that's that's what dudes were doing back. I've seen guys in high school do that. Like where they've come up, like the dudes that was the men, they like they they start off the game from that. Like, you know, now it's just more media, more like like social media, so things are being blasted more. You see it ten times. Like, bro, I've been seeing dudes do this. I seen dudes do this and Tournaments at parks, but, that's what I'm but that level and that stage just magnify it. You and know what I'm saying? Because no one knows the reason. See, yeah. I know the reason. Yeah. I I watch their game. Yeah. I depict their game, so I know the reason they're doing it. Like I know the reason. Like if I'm Dame and I'm going through this series, that every time I go off the pick and roll, you're gonna double. 
then me, I would have changed my game up. Yeah. Because if I use pick and roll and you're going to double, now I got to go against two people, I don't want that. Now it becomes my favorite word, one full flat. Let's exactly. one full flat this. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't prepare for this, Lakers. Mm -hmm. You didn't prepare for this. Let's go one full flat. See, see what... But then that goes back, that. And that goes back to coaching in the moment. But the coaching, you got to remember. You see what I'm saying? But like, I feel like the coach has to also be a part of that decision with that player in a sense. Like, because I, I know like you saying Dame could one full flat. But like a lot of these guys, bro, what I've realized over the years is they don't know how to think for themselves unless someone is telling them to do it. Yeah. Like, why is that? And that's my because, question to you. Like, because you don't want to be the out on a play. You, you know, if a coach calls a play, he's expecting you to run that play, no matter what. Well, I was fortunate to, to, to have the respect of the coach to understand if I'm breaking protocol, it's for a reason. And I remember me and Eddie, me and Eddie bumped heads our first year. We bumped heads. Like, I, the plays he was calling, I didn't think the offense he had in play fed the team we had. Mm -hmm. I didn't think our team was smart enough. You know, I'm like, well, we don't have a Chris Weber and a Vlade Divas and a Stoyakovich and Mike Bibby and a trip. We don't have that group. We don't have a Jason Kidd. We don't have a Kenyon yeah. Martin. We don't carry Kittle. We don't have that. We're young. We don't, that's, an, that's grown ass adults oh, that understand the veterans. We don't have that. Yeah. So I remember we go into the, um, he, he takes me to the, the, the Nets playoff game, right? Takes me to the Nets playoff game, and we're watching Jason Kidd. And he says, you know, I want you to watch the veteran. You got to remember, in my mind, I ain't no Jason Kidd that can't get buckets like me, yeah. you know? So, so. <laughs> I don't, what am I watching here? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. What I'm watching is deception. What is he trying to do? All right, he's calling his play. Where is he going? So I'm just following. I'm just following him. Now I'm following him to see what I would do. Mm. Right? Because we have the same playbook. We have the same playbook. But I'm a scorer. He's a passer. So he's looking at it from a passing standpoint. I need to look at it from a scoring standpoint. So I'm watching Jay. Ooh. Now he's playing like, oh, I would have reversed that one. Okay, he got in the post. Oh, he made the pass. Okay, that was a nice pass. So coach said, all right, now take the playbook. And I, I think Eddie sensed what I was doing. So he was like, take the playbook. See you at the beginning of the season, two weeks before the season, so I can see what you done altered. So he gave me his playbook and say, alter it. So I'm sitting here. We got one for drop. So he, we play called uh, one down, where uh, it's, oh, chin down, chin, yeah, yeah. chin, chin, uh, chin. So I come off, come on. post up, boom. Then I said, hey, new move, new play is chin reverse. You know, boom, boom. And, and he, once he overplays, boom, back this way. Boom, then chin reverse, fours out reverse. So we're, and then I was like, well, you know, because we like to drive, me and Larry, whenever we drive, someone's cutting. So we had to lift. We got Antoine. We lifted that four man, opened up the floor. Yeah. So then we go from struggling to like clockwork.
Spin, backdoor, overread. He says, hey, listen, I don't care if someone's denying, let them deny. Backdoor. Handoff. He can't, he can't guard at all. I don't give a shit who he is. And that's what's anything. He can't guard at all. But because Eddie was in tune with his players to understand, how do you like it? All right, let me see if that fits inside this playbook because I'm not changing a play for you. You know, I need to make it work for everyone else. So we got to really change and alter our movements inside of his his foundation. Foundation, You know, and that's that's the most important part that with coaches, coaches, assistant coaches on every level because I don't care what level you think you're on, you're not as smart as you think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, the players you have make you smarter mm-hmm. because the players you have are so gifted that it makes your place call easier. Easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where you need to sit there and try to figure out and update. You got to update, adjust. You know, it's all about just adjust on how they're playing you to know how to move this guy around. Okay, uh, he's lazy on defense. All right, what we're going to do is since he's the help and he keeps stopping this pass, I need you, PJ. Backdoor him two times. Back, just backdoor him. So now, when I when when this person, when James Harden yeah, drives yeah, yeah. to his left, he's gonna he's gonna be turning his turning head, his head yeah. and that that little turn stops him from reaching in on James yeah, Harden's. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. And I think, yo, and it's so crazy that you said that, man. And I and I smile right away because that part of the game now brings me so much joy, bro. Just a chess match, bro. Just, just, just chess. Like, just like, just trying to like, okay, that's what you're doing? Okay, I got to yeah. Hey, hey, like just running a whole bunch of phony action on one side. Hey, hey, oh, God, yeah. take him, right? Like, it's, and, and kids, and I laugh with my young kids, because you know, my knees, I, I don't be feeling the same. Like, I don't move like that, you know? But I just wish I thought like this when I moved like that. That would have been the difference, you know? And um, just, I'll be out there playing with them kids, and I tell some of my young guys, guys play Division One basketball. I'll be like, hey, man, I'm going to beat y'all from the side today. I'm gonna take the four dudes that's gonna listen to me. Y'all ain't gonna get no wins today. They be like, we should talk about that. Just watch this. Y'all ain't get no wins today. I'm like, hey, look, we're gonna run this, boom, boom, boom. We're gonna double him every time. He ain't gonna never try to pass. And like, they be like, yo, bro, like, we ain't really get no wins. I like, I told y'all, like, I'm gonna win from. And then they be mad, like, yo, play me one on one. Play me one. <laughs> play me ones then. I'm like, play look, man, ones. I'll play ones, that's bro. Play five. Yo, that's their favorite <laughs> thing. Play, play me, me ones then. I'm like, look, man, it's a five-one-five game, bro. So, hey, lost. Yeah, you know, I, I'm because and, and and funny because I used to remember Mike. I used to watch Mike back in the days. I remember Mike said, like, I talk trash to people because they don't know what game I'm playing. Mm-hmm. So they start playing the game they think I want them to play. Mm-hmm. So now I'm talking to you, and now you like what? Yeah, I'm gonna force him to go one on one with us. Hey, be ready to help this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this dude yeah. is stupid as hell. Watch. Hey, man, you can't shoot the next one. Make force it to you. Boom. Now we running down on the other side. You thinking I'm gonna do the same thing? Nah, hit pass. Yeah. Like so, he's just playing a whole different game from what you're playing, you know. And and that's the part of the game I started really falling in love in. Just, just the understanding of like the spacing, like the next move. Like I think it's a beauty in the art of that, bro. And 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 I think when kids or even players, period, like start falling in love with that, they start putting themselves to the level of guys. Who understand that? Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what's funny. If, if you, if I know there's like people and scouts and fans, and you go through this high school realm and you'll be like, yo, how come this person didn't make it? This man, he was the man. He was the, because the thing that was gonna, that was supposed to get him over the top, he didn't, didn't have. 
And that's what I tell you. He didn't have, he had the skill. Yeah. He had the, he had the raw talent. Talent, yeah. You know, like, like Bobo, right? Everybody's like, yo, what, Bobo in the second round? Yeah. Before Bobo now understood, I'm an NBA player, the Bobo before that, I don't want to work out. I don't need to do none of that. That's all I heard. The kid was very lazy. He didn't really, he didn't really want to be yeah. a professional player. Yeah. So there's like, well, you know, I'm not gonna take a chance on somebody who don't really want to do yeah. what, you know. And that that rude awakening has him going hard. Now. Yeah, I think a lot of that. Some a lot of these guys be needing that awakening, bro. Yeah. Like it's it's needed. And you know, and it sucks because you really want to see. You gotta remember, you really wanna see everyone excel. You, 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 you know, you're not a, you're not a, you know, I, I'm, you don't wanna be a trainer or a, a coach that be like, I can't wait to see him fit. Nah, I really wanna see, I really wanna see him make it. But the, on the path he's on, that's, he's, that's not gonna, that's And not. it's crazy, bro, because like in high school, you look at high school and youth basketball, I gotta be like, yo, it's, and you can fall into this trap. Because you can use your ability to just dominate everybody because they're not that good. Mm -hmm. And then you start going to college where every dude was the man. And then it's like, wait, hold up. Or even the league. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wait, hold up. Like, it's not working now. No, because you just can't, you can't just outplay everybody skill-wise the mm -hmm. whole way, bro. Like, that's, that works in high school. Because yeah. high school, there'd be like one good dude, four bums. Four bums. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It is what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... And you go see teams, you be like, yo, it's got one good kid on this team. Like that, I don't even really watch high school basketball. Even, too even much what's so funny is even college has. I tell, I tell people like, yeah. you guys fall in love with this, this, this college going into the NBA thing. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. <laughs> like the people that's coming into college, I know you guys have this rating on them. Me. No, no, no. What you did in college has no bearing on what you're going to be in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. It has no bearing because if we break down your college, there's 7,000 kids, there's 13 lotteries. If you're, a, if you're supposed to be a, the number one guard, who did you actually pay against that's in this lottery? Probably nobody. So you dominating college doesn't dictate what you're going to do in this league. Yeah. What is your skill? is what I need to be worrying about. What is your skill? Because there's gonna be two lotteries. I mean, there's gonna be, out of this lottery, only two of you guys are gonna be all-stars. I wanna make sure one of them is with me. Because yeah. there's only gonna be two of you. Yeah. So that means out of all the lot, there's only gonna be two, two potential all-stars, and then there's gonna be two all-stars in the rest of the draft. So you have to be smart enough to understand a talent. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and if you can't see it, but most of the people, if you're not in tuned with, with, with the sport itself yeah. and understanding a skill set versus someone who's just physically bigger than everyone. Yes, bro. And that's what I be saying. You know, it's like, like these if, dudes are just I got, a, I got a good example for yeah. you. You should appreciate a guy from New York, Felipe Lopez. The God in high school. Mm -hmm. College. Whoa, uh, whoa. Say that again. New York. No, no, no. You said the, the God, in, the high God in high school. You mean the guy in high school. He was a guy. He, he was, was a, a grown-ass man. 
Yeah, yeah. In yeah, high he was a man child, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. He wasn't he's a man like, child. There he was said no he was an adult. There was no <laughs> child <laughs> in it. It was a right. grown birth certificate aside. Man. Yes. But then he goes to college. It was like up and down, but still gets to the league. But he with all of that, he was the physically dominant player that he was, but in the NBA didn't work. You know, so didn't I'm glad you mentioned that name. Um if you're a if you're a, a a parent and you have a gifted child, and by sixth, seventh, eighth grade, he's showing his his ability. You know, he's special. Pay attention to the Felipe Lopez. Because Felipe Lopez was probably the most famous holdback. And what ends up happening with holdbacks is this. If you hold your kid back, which is going to be in the eighth grade, you, you don't want him, because once you start ninth grade, you start your clock. So you hold the kid back in eighth grade. Remember what a holdback is. You're trying to get him stronger, mm-hmm. faster, a little bigger, mm-hmm. which is called evolution anyway. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to get that, 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 that same year anyway. Whatever he did, that is going to happen. What ends up happening, though, is hold back, and you're holding back his progression going forward. So what ends up happening is he's in the eighth grade. Instead of him going against in the ninth grade, in the ninth grade, he's going to play against ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth graders. So that means he's going to play, he's going to be put into the ocean and be taught to swim. He has to swim. So that means his First year, he has to learn how to play against the Imani Bates, these guys, as a freshman. So he's going to take these ass whoopings that's going to get him ready for his sophomore year. That's the, his original goal. That's his original what's the name. Well, if he holds back, the seventh grade is coming to be with him in the eighth grade. Where's the learn? Yeah, Who is he learning from? Yeah. He's not learning. So he's spending a year not learning and adjusting to the new road. See, the road is you are the next road. I have to learn how to defeat you. I have to absorb it, go home with the ass whooping. He did this, he did this, he did this. Now the next match, instead of you scoring 40 on me, you scored 32. Yes. And it's crazy because I remember we spoke about holdbacks before and it was just like one of those things where we were like, Hold back, play up. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get, I hate when kids, first of all, it's a few it's things I hate kids, about. It's not the kids, it's the parents. parents. Okay. It, like, it, you, it's, it's you more the hold par- back and play like little kids, bro. Because, but like, that's it, weird to it's, me. It's, it's, it's this, it's, it's, it's the theory of this. My child is number one. That, My child is number two. Yeah, that's two. what they like. They like My child now. scoring 40. Well, cool. Is he scoring 40 against his age group or older? Or is he scoring 40 against little kids? Little kids. <laughs> because you gotta remember the confidence he gets from in and out, layup, in and out, layup. Because the kid can't stop the in and out layup. In and out, layup, jump over you. We gotta remember, he thinks that's reality. Then you put him against, now these are seven footers, and he tries to in and out, rip, oh, in and out, layup, blocked. Oh, in and out, can't get by him. And people know I never understand that, he bro. Gets, he gets, he goes backwards because you got to remember, he starts 
this is what this is what parents don't understand. This is what people don't understand. I know deep inside. I know deep inside where I really am. So yeah. if me and you were in the eighth grade together, yeah. you went to ninth grade, I stayed back in eight, right? Just to get my rank up. And then when you're in the 10th grade and I'm in the ninth grade and we face off mm-hmm. and you you bust my ass, which you will because you've been you've been adjusted. Yeah. What do you think that do to me? What do you think it does to me inside? Because you gotta remember, yeah, I'm in the ninth grade, but no, 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 I'm the same age as you. Now I'm now I'm this far away from you when we were both right here. I'm now I'm this far. So mentally I get crushed. Yes. Because now the competition that I was with is this far away from me. And he's gonna keep going. And that's what hurts them going forward. Oh, is because the competition that they were with is so, so far in ahead. front of them that they can't handle it. To this day, to this day, there's only been one holdback that's actually made the All-Star game. And he's an exception to the rule because he was the number one player in the eighth grade anyway. So he was the number one, and he was the number one player in the eighth grade two years straight. Everybody else fell to the wayside. They didn't live up to whatever they were. Yeah. Because the only thing that made you the and top of your game is because you're And you bigger. know so crazy, right? I look, I look at Lance Stevenson because I think he was a held back in New York City. And like, but when he was held back, I've never seen Lance played in like eighth grade tournaments. Like he was held back and Lance was playing at the Rucker against Jamal Crawford and Nate Robinson. Hmm. Like, yeah, like he, you see what I'm saying? So like, it was different. Like even though he held back, like he was playing against OJ Mayo. Like I was, I was watching Lance play grown men, mm-hmm. like all through, like the eighth grade, high school. You would never catch Lance in none of them tournaments. But, see, but that, but then it would have been pointless to hold him back. Yeah, you know what I mean. There, there's no point. There's there was no, no point. point either. Let the progr- let the yeah. progression go. Let the let the fish swim. So you have somebody like Felipe Lopez, who he's 20 years old in high school. 20 years old. In high school, Kobe is 18 in the NBA. In theory, who's the better player? The 18-year-old in the NBA or this 20-year-old in college? Obviously, the 18-year-old. What do you think this 20-year-old grown-ass man did? And then he goes to college, four years in college, because he hasn't adjusted to the age difference. Because you got to remember, he's not on par with, I'm not on par with this person, so I'm trying to catch up. Spends four years in college. You're talking about the one, probably the top three greatest high school basketball players had to go to college four years. Vince gets drafted late first. Three years in the NBA, 27. He's washed. 27 years old. I don't give a shit if you became an all-star. You're too old for where you are at this point. You're 27. By 27, people are seven-time All-Stars by that age. You're, 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 just, you're just finishing your rookie deal. You're washed. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. You, you have, you, you're never going to make up this age difference, bruh. And that's, that's what happens 
to the hold back, that they, they, they actually lose a year of actual development. Yeah, they're getting bigger, they're getting whatever they were gonna happen in ninth grade, but when parents be like, yeah, you know, you know I, he just needs to get more mature. Mature? The seventh grade is coming to him. The hell he's gonna learn from them? Yo, and it's crazy that you <laughs> said that, bro, because I be looking at kids at certain high schools, and I say it to them all the time, I tell the parents, oh, no, he can stay. I'm like, bro, there's no one in that practice to push him, bro. Yeah, nothing. Like, there's no one there. Like, what are you not getting? Like, and then they'll come, oh, he had 40 today. He did this today. I'll be like, yo, bro, he did it against no mm -hmm. one. So don't be mad at me when I'm not impressed with it. I'm not impressed. And that's like, y'all, they, they, like, you'll rather take the 40 road because it gives you a name versus mm -hmm. I'd rather you go and say, all right, you're 13. All right. Let's go to high school, play against 14 year olds, 15, 17, 18, 19, 20 year olds. I don't, I don't, I don't expect you to score 40. I don't even expect you to score five. Mm -hmm. That ain't the point. The point is learning, yes. learning the moves, learning adjusting. You went in with that weak floater and they popped it. You gotta adjust That's to it. That's the now. only way you can learn that. You gotta though. adjust to it. Because now. I swear, with kids that are not good and people that are not good and they younger. Like, you can't adjust. That's why I be watching certain dudes do stuff, right? Like, I see a dude that's bigger than everybody run over three kids and lay them. I'm like, that's not working when you start <laughs> playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, better learn, like, you, better learn yeah. your, that's, you better learn your fundamentals that's now because you're bigger than everyone, so you're not learning nothing. You're just learning on ah. Your fundamentals is going to be tested. Your, your fundamentals is going to be tested at some point, and you're not going to be ready for it. I I, and I always said this. I remember when... When Laval Ball, when LeVar took LaMelo out of high school and took him overseas, I wrote, if I'm the Lakers with the number two pick of the draft, I will pick LaMelo Ball right now. Yeah. And I said, the reason, his style sells tickets. Mm -hmm. He has the capability, but his mindset how he plays the game and sees the game, he has the capability of scoring 10 to 70. That's, that's, his, that's his realm. Because he's, he's going to fire, he's going to shoot, he's going to chuck, he's, gonna, he's, he's, he's like a James Harden. He's going he's gonna to push the envelope. I want that player. Zoe, his capability is 10, max 20. Yeah. Everything is safe. He's never going to do anything outside of what he sees. Yeah. So with the number two pick, I don't want a safe player. Yeah. I want someone who's going who's gonna to do something that gets everybody in their seat. See, yeah. So I said it there. I said, when he comes into the league, he's going to be one, two, or three. And I said, why? Because instead of him spending his junior and senior year playing against kids, he's going to get battle tested. Mm -hmm. If he averages four, three, seven. That's the equivalent to 40 here. Because he's playing against real big bodies, adults, and he has to learn mentally. Yeah. He averaged seven coming off the bench. Where is he at now? Going to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. Because you can see the evolution. You can see it. He could have went to, shit, he could have went and played a year and would have been chucking up shots, throwing 70, 100. That, that wasn't going to get him to the next level. Oh. Him going to play against pros, understanding what a pro does. does yep. How do a pro approach, approach this game? And I think that the, the parents got to understand, and this is for the elite. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I know there's another reason you hold the kid back so he can get to college. Yeah. And I respect that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But you cannot do that to every kid. Nah. If your kid is a Bugatti, get him on the road. Yeah. <laughs> get him on the road. Get him yeah. on that track and let yeah. him let him figure out how to drive this car. Because nah, if you keep putting him on the baby track, it's only going to hurt that engine in the long run. And who was the guy that was the all-star that was the holdback? Answer your trivia question. Well, well I got to tell this man business out there like oh, that. I, I, I ain't want to tell a man oh. business. I'm just I mean, saying there's one. It. I thought you have it. No, I do have it. it. I'm just saying there's one person. Yeah. And it's, not, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> and he he held back in eighth grade. He's the number one player, eighth grade, two years straight. He... He he became an MVP. Just say that. Yeah. So, but good, but gotta remember his talent was already the there. Story. He didn't he didn't hold back due to yeah. circumstances. Bonus, uh, bonus section will give you the back. answer, I guess. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> the important thing I want to shift gears here, Gil, is we want to get into the men's game and the women's game. Okay. And Dash, for you, your role with the Sparks, you have a front row seat of that where you're actively involved in that because yeah. you're, you're working with, with, with boy players, we'll call them boys, young mm -hmm. men, uh, and then the women in the WNBA. So what's the most common misconception about men versus women basketball players? Um, that they're just, they only just keep things fundamentally sound. Like, like they don't got no style. I got it, when I went there, man, like they're not that athletic. I mean, yeah, they not jumping and doing the crazy dunks, but yo, we got a girl on our team. She about 5'7", bro. She might be faster than dudes. Raquana Williams, super fast. Mm -hmm. I seen her grab the rim in practice. It almost, <laughs> I lost it. Uh -huh. Forget dunking it. If you're 5'7", you're a woman, and you just grab the rim. Like, I was like, yo, the aggressive, the speed of her. I was like, nah, bro, like these girls can hoop. Then I look at Chelsea Gray, you get her going, She's strong, they talking, they passing, they talking smack, just like guys do. Like, you know, and it's funny because like you look at it like, oh, they just fundamentally sound and they just try gotta do it the right way. But like, no, bro, they got a real game. Like they make real reads just like guys do. Chelsea be out there looking like Magic Johnson mixed with Chris Paul. Like, you know, you just gotta go. Once you sit in it, mm -hmm. you start really seeing it for yourself. You're like, damn. But I think we get we're at a point where like the game doesn't get enough attention so it's hard for you to even see the things because you're not even watching it right so if i go watch guys play all the time of course i know they dunk i'd be like man i watch all the time that's easy to see that that's what they do because i'm watching it consistently but if i'm not watching female like women's basketball WNBA, consistently like it's hard for me to see like damn like these girls really got handled they really got jump shots they really got moves because they do like <laughs> you know and I think that's one of the biggest things, thinking like, oh, man, it's boring. Like, I think it's... You know what's so funny? It's, it's the advertising. Yeah. And... I could see that. And I don't think they advertise the talent the way they should. So mm -hmm. if, we, if, we, if we say, all right, who's our favorite players, right? Damn. Kyrie, mm -hmm. Curry, Kimball Walker. Oh, so guards that are not athletic like that, mm -hmm. that fundamentally sound, mm -hmm. and skilled. Yep. 
Well, that's that's everyone over here. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, everyone yeah, over yeah, here. If yeah. we if we had a shooting contest, I guarantee you, if we take ten and ten, you'll have a few girls in the top five. Yeah, for sure. So you have a bunch of that's steps. That's one thing they do really well. That, that's a, you have a bunch of steps. Yeah. But because of the rules, and I don't know who runs the WNBA, but I know if I ran it, yeah. rules would be changed, and the rules will follow exactly how the men's did it. Yeah. Speed your game up. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, you have shooters, dribblers, passers. But because it's still this lock grit game, those, those players don't get to excel. Yeah. Yeah. Like your, your Diana Taurasi, that's, that's, that's Harden right there. That's harder. That's Dame. That's that's the one coming down who can literally give you 50 every night. But you handicapping her to 30 because of the rules. You're handy, you're handicapping, you know, your your Candace, your Candace's to these numbers. You're handicapping them to the rule. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the rules. Saying? Change yeah. the rules up. Like, like Steve Nash. People don't understand. The Steve Nash MVP MVP. You didn't even know who he was until a rule was changed. The reason, the reason he was traded, they didn't think he was worth $54 million. $54 million for Steve Nash. They went and got Jason Terry because he was younger. Mm. He was over the hill is what they said. Mm. Traded him, or he, he signed to, to um, yeah. Phoenix. They changed hand touching to yeah. tactile. So you can boom, let boom, it off. Tap, oh, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. only tap. You can't, you couldn't keep it on for two seconds. Tap it. Tap off, yeah. Now you gave skinny white guy with all the skill and shooting ability and passing ability in the world all the freedom. Freedom. Oh, you can't, oh, you guys can't hold. Your athleticism means nothing. nothing. Your strength means nothing, nothing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Pick and roll time. What's happening? Oh, oh, back door, dunk. Floater, <laughs> off leg floater, three, three in the corner. Now he becomes MVP, MVP. Yeah. All because of a literal, and that's what I see the girls' game missing. That you're taking away their actual skill. And they're so skilled. Like they're, 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 it's actual, bro. They're actually really skilled because they have to be more skilled because of the fact that they're not as athletic. athletic, That's what I said. You have to be more skilled. Well, I was gonna say to explain that the difference between the men and women. What are they more skilled at? I mean, shooting, passing, passing, thinking. thinking. (laughs) I'm gonna just be real. Like they can think, bro. They're smart, bro. Like they really think the game. Like, like one thing I realized, like being in the WNBA, like that I love about. As a teacher, you love when people ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I love it, bro. Like, like I work with guys sometimes, they don't ask nothing. I'd be like, you don't care why you're doing this? Mm-hmm. Look, but so so what I with dudes, I have to more like come off the back, like, hey, look, listen, this is why we're doing this. Cause some of these dudes won't even ask a question, right? But in the W, oh, trust me, like they're asking. Like, really? what is that for? <laughs> is that for again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're the, they're like, the computer you, that you want. Gil's thing is the computer that needs to be updated. Yeah, I need yeah. to upgrade you. I need you to think how I'm thinking so you yeah. understand why we're doing this. Like, yep. that's what I'm saying. So if I'm coaching, yo, my thing is, hey, listen, is it 12 minutes? We got 12 minutes. Y'all average about 20, 18 points. I need 40. I need y'all to score 40 in this period. 
Y'all, y'all my first year. That's how fast I need y'all to be moving. That's that means you got to be in more condition. 40, three, run, run them out of the building. You know what's so funny? And you know Steve Kerr. If you look at Golden State, when they were in their their heyday, between their road and their home, right? Between their the road and home, one thing stood out. When they went on the road, it was a circus style. Meaning, you think you're gonna play more defense as a road team coming in because the home team wants to play fast, right? When they went on the road, they played faster because they know the home team is at home, so they're gonna be more free. So they became free. So they shot more threes, they scored more points when it was on the road because they let that motherfucker fly. Fly, I want 33s, 43s. And it's crazy because, like, one they of my, play defense at home. <laughs> that's crazy because, like, one of my guys that I used to play for them that I worked with, he was telling me the same thing. Like, yeah. just like more just free. Like, yeah. just like, because I think they were in Boston one time, I think at Harvard gym practice, and it was like, man, they was just sitting there, like, they warm ups, shoot around was just like, uh-huh. yes. Yes. like, hey. Just run through this real quick, we out of here. Because like, you're not expected. You're yeah. not expected. Because yeah. you know, that's what I'm saying. It's it's outthinking yes. the opponent. You're yeah. going into a home territory where they're going to play free because they're home. You want to play worse than them because you want to speed them up. Mm-hmm. So you're coming down there, letting it fly every 10 seconds because you know that's their style. Yeah. You know, you don't want them to slow it back down. Back to the chess match, right? Yeah, back to the back chess to the match. Chess and match. so with, with, out of control. With, the, yeah. with, the women's, with the women's league, it's, no, if... I'm telling you, if you change the rules and you got someone 50, wait, who 50? Next night, 52. I'm not who? gonna lie, bro. That would draw a lot of attention. 61. Because I feel like I've I seen some girls put up some numbers before, right? And I, I'm not gonna lie, because this is one side of the game you just can't take from it. Mm-hmm. It's also entertainment. Mm-hmm. And like, when you see numbers like that, you want to go check You want to go to games. Look, when I see a person have like 20-something, 30-something, I'm like, hold on, let me see how she get that. Yeah. Yo, she was really cooking. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that's just a part of the game that the fans love seeing. Like, no matter how you want to be as a coach or you want to keep your old, like, if you want like the league to grow and, and just, you know, for the fan base of things, I, I, people love seeing that. They love yeah. seeing numbers. The num- number, and that's what I said. You guys, the, the, the numbers is not in the game. Like you, 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 you have, you have women that can average double doubles. Yes. Big double doubles. Big. Not ten and twelve. No, twenty-five and twelve. Twenty-five and fifteen. Yes. You, be, but because it's so, <clears throat> so eighties basketball, your numbers. If you take your score right now and put it in the 80s, it's identical. It's identical. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is literally like they're going to score 100, 150, total, total points between two, 150 points, 170 points, which means your leading score, 20 to 26 at best. No. And it never stays consistent. No, nah, I like, said, look, look, I said, Look at the NBA. You got a you got one dude who's averaging 34 and the second options 27 and 10. That's the second option. You can have that too. You can have a 29 and a 25 and a 19. That right there sells tickets. That right there gets me to say, whoa, she she had what again? 
She had 50. And back to back. And, and, oh, and, let me and, go right? see what they do. And that's what I'm saying. Like, as a fan, like, we... And here's the thing, right? And that's where I feel like the separation needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, understand, like, okay, you're a coach, and that, that's not important, and you're an organization or whatever. That's not important to you. But it's important to the fans. To the fans. So, like, you got to also understand... And that's one thing I shout out to my man Pee Wee Kirkland, man. Like when I when I was younger, Pee Wee, I can't believe I forgot about Pee Wee, man. That was the only real dude I had in New York. But Pee Wee used to tell me, like, yo, this is entertainment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like when you see a guy got some athleticism and he go down there and he rise and he, boom. You're like, oh, hold up. Did he just did he just dunk that? Like, it's the same thing as like, oh, hold up, wait. Did she just had 50? Did she just have 40? Yeah. Did she just have 40, five nights in a row? Five in a row. Oh, nah. I bet you. I bet you. If I, 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 I can guarantee you, if anyone has 30 plus to 40 points, five nights in a row in a W, everybody watching. Everybody want to see. I got to see how she doing. It's got to be Tarasi, right? What's the funny is I've asked. No. Nah, I'm just, it, the the could, game is capped off, so they can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's too tough. Like, I've, I've asked three young girls who they've... Name me some WNBA players, and they couldn't. Your youth, girls basketball youth, don't even watch the WNBA. Yeah, that's sad, because I've had girls, I've said, who you like in the W? You remind me. I, oh, that's what I said to one girl I was training. I said to her, she remind me of a player. And I was like, oh, you know who that is? She's like, no. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, how you not know who the girls are in the WNBA? She's like, I don't know. I was like, but that's what you're training trying to, to go do. to. Like, you're, but, you're trying to go there. Well, so that, but if you, yeah. ask, if you ask the professionals, when they were growing up, what WNBA player they watch? Huh? No, they don't know. Mm-mm. Because they don't, because it's not, it's, the, the numbers aren't, aren't backing what they're used to. They're, they're used to seeing 60, 50, 50, and this is what they're entertained by. So someone scoring 20, 19, 25, 30 at the max, uh-huh. They doing that. Someone averages 30. That's your, that's your high? No, thank you. They don't even focus. If you ask everyone right now, do you know who Lisa Leslie is? They're going to say, yes. Mm-hmm. The one who scored 100 points about a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what does she do in the WNBA? They can't give you her resume. Because the only thing they hear is she's the one who scored 100 points at the half. Will Chamberlain did it in the game. She did it in the half. What? That's, that's the only thing they're going to... Re- they, they know. They know the number. Man, but if you say, what was the resume? How many championships did he win? Girls, most girls, I, I don't know. I just know she, yeah, she's, tough, the, man. she's the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> they have her as the GOAT, and the reference is she beat Will Chamberlain. For the most points. She pressed, she scored this many points in a high school game by the half. That's tough, man. And, I and, I, like- you know, and it's, it's hard, man. It's like, because we're so, we're, we're so into numbers, mm-hmm. and it's like, you're not giving it. Speed it up. Speed the game up. It's, 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 it's better for the overall. Because you got to remember, the more you get us to come, the more we're spending, the more the salaries go up. The reason your salaries, you got to remember, every sport salary has doubled in the last 10 years. 
but this way. Because the numbers hasn't changed. The numbers hasn't changed because the method hasn't changed. Like you gotta remember, we went through crisis of, oh, bad imaging, you know, dress code and they look thuggish, to suits. To back to what I don't even know what they're wearing now. <laughs> booty, booty shorts and boots. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's but 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 because of the game is so here, they don't even pay attention to this anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you're going into a game, you see Luca, like, and I I, I can say, well, shh. you got Patrick Patrick Beverly on the team, the Morris. You got uh. Kawhi, PG. Y'all supposed to be defense? Yeah. How they scoring 135? Yeah. 140? Yeah. Because the skill, they're, they're, everyone's so skilled in the yeah. way the games is, you can't stop. I don't give a how good your defense you think it is. You can't stop skill. Yeah. Only rules stop skill. Now, that's a fact. You know, allow the player to, not the rule, take the rule, take the hand like, you gotta remember, let you 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 need the skill to dictate the game, no, not fine. the whistle, not the hand checking. Yeah. Right now, defense controls offense in that league when it should be the other way around. Yeah. You gotta remember, defense doesn't evolve, doesn't get better. The rules are keeping it dominant. The rules are keeping it dominant. You need this game to move the skill. That's why, like, I, I, when people say, "Man, they travel so much in the NBA," I said, "It's not that they travel." Par se, it's if a move is, let's say James Harden step back, it's a 70-30 move. That means 70% 70 of the time he does it right, 30% of the time he does it is a travel. Travel, yeah. Right? But because it's a 70-30 move in the NBA, it opens free. Unless I catch it in real time, I'm not gonna prejudge that call. So if I don't, so if he gets ready to step it back and I didn't catch the travel, I can't call it play defense. He has no advantage over you because he's stepping backwards. He's going away from the rim. He went from 19 feet to 25 feet. Play fucking defense. Yeah, and that's funny that you Greek, said that, Greek bro. the freak on the fast like, break. Because I tell took, dudes that he, all the time. Like, yo, just like, yeah. that refs are part of the game. They're going to miss calls. Yeah. Like, bro, play defense. Yeah. Like, you got to play it. Yeah, Greek the freak on the fast break. He took three steps. Run back. <laughs> run back on defense. The fact that you didn't even run. I'm not going to say, Three steps and reward you. Yeah, I you just turned the ball over and stopped. And then I, 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 I was supposed to reward plays, you. Bro. I didn't see plays where dudes like do a travel, and in the middle of the play, instead of like continuing to guard, I'd be looking mm-hmm. at the ref like, mm-hmm. "Yo, I'm like, are you? You can't be kidding me. He's dunking. He's yeah. getting two, and you're looking at him. Because how about you do that after? Like that's what I'm saying. Because I they want the ref to re, re, reward. And I remember like it was the most famous one was LeBron where he was at half court, and he picked the ball up, and then started walking, and then put it back down. And everybody's like, why didn't he call the travel? Because nothing actually made him travel. <laughs> that man was sitting there with his hands on his hip, doing nothing also. Why am I gonna reward? He wasn't even in the defense position. If he did this, ha! travel, travel. You, you caused him to do that. You didn't do nothing but just, <laughs> Hey, you travel. Well, you didn't do nothing either. Shit, I'm not going to reward you for not doing nothing. No, yeah. play basketball. So, but what about the people that feels like, well, those are the rules of the game. You got to call it. It's, it is the rules of the game, but it's a gray area. It's a gray area. I am not here to micromanage rules. Yeah. 
I'm not here to micromanage rules. I'm here to make sure no one's taking advantage of a rule. That, that's true. And that's the thing. Like, so if, if, if someone's taking a ball out here and you're there, you're back there, you're not pressing, you're not in the defensive stand, you're not picking him up, you're back there. And he bounds the ball and he, he has a relapse and he starts walking, calling the play, and, and then he dribbles the ball and you're like, travel! What, 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 what advantage did he just gain right here? Yeah. You are back there tying your shoe. He didn't get, he has no advantage over here taking, I don't give a shit, 20 steps. He didn't do, he, he, this didn't cause anything. He didn't get gain two point, play fucking defense. You, you dictate the, the, the what's saying. Not me, I'm not gonna I see help what you're you saying. Out. Like, basically, like, if you were on him, you guarding him. And it was a possession that could matter to you, uh-huh. and I'm and I forced him there. I'm it's for- almost like, okay, yo, you travel, bro. You travel, like you travel. He's earned. He's playing. He's earning this moment. You travel in this moment, mm-hmm. boom. But like, if you just walking down you're the court, walking down the court, and he's sitting here trying to call a play, it didn't, yeah, it didn't affect nothing. Yeah. And, and that's where and that, that's where the rest of the world is yeah. not understanding. So, like, even if. Like, I hit people when I, when I comment, is this a travel or not? And I'm like, yeah, that's a travel. Yeah. Then they'll send me 10 plays of NBA players yeah. doing it. And I say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The NBA is a gray area league. Mm-hmm. It's gray area, right? The refs are not dictating what's going on. They want the, they want the talent to dictate the game. And they see a move. They don't know the move but they're not going to stop the move if the guy already went past you and he's going for the... So DeRozan does a move and takes three steps and scores. I'm not going to call it. I don't need you teaching that because that's only going to work in this level. High school, travel. College, travel. Overseas, travel. That move is only legal here because it's a, 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 a 80-20 move. That's a fact. That means 20% of the time it's traveling. That means that is a travel. They just didn't call it. That's all. That, that's not a legal move. It's just Giannis is going to take two steps when he does his Euro. Sometimes he takes three. If I don't catch it in real time, doesn't mean it's legal. I just didn't catch that shit. I'm sorry. I was, I was watching a motherfucker dunk. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I was just watching. I was a fan. I was watching them dunk. I forgot to call the third set. My fault. And that's what people don't understand either. Like, like when I remember with Katie, when Katie was walking out of bounds mm-hmm. and he made the save. That's how he didn't see him. Because they was watching the game. It was, it was an amazing game. They're sitting there with the whistle. Oh, shit, I'm a ref. Uh, too late. <laughs> My bad. You know, that's what they do. They, that's a fact. They watch. They watch. Ain't no different than a, a, a parent in a, with a camera phone. That's a fact. But sitting here like this. Camera over here, they watching the play like this. Oh, good ball. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's no difference. All right, Dash, we covered a lot of ground here today from yeah. where you came from to what you're working on, the importance right. of knowledge and fundamentals, also how the WNBA can level up. Yeah. What we got to do is we got to ask some questions to Gil. So what do you got for Ask Agent Zero? Oh, man. Like, now nah, I think I kind of asked him a little earlier. Just, mm-hmm. like, you know, just that line between, like, trying to win and use your teammates to win 
but still at the same time also understanding that it's a business, numbers, being able to like, I see a lot of guys do certain things just because they want to be able to get that contract for mm-hmm. next year, things like that. And just kind of like, how do you manage that? Like, it's, 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 I call it the, the Westbrook theory. Like, and the reason I say Westbrook is, you know, there was when he was averaging the triple doubles, right? And people's like, oh, he's stat chasing, mm-hmm. right? And it blew my mind because the stats you say he's chasing are hustle stats. Yeah, You're yeah. saying he's hustling rebounds. I, I, I hope I will have five players trying to do the same thing he's doing. Yeah. Hustling, trying to get rebounds. You know what I mean? But who am I as a coach that say, hey, listen, you're playing too hard. I don't need you to average a triple-double. Dial it down a little bit. So now I just told this player, don't play to the best of your ability. Play half of it to give someone else a chance to do what you're doing but not just as good. Like, no. Like, listen, whatever you are capable of doing, do it. Yeah. Because that's going to give your team the best chance of winning. winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can score and you're the best scorer and you can score 100, yeah, there's going to be t- some times where making passes to relieve pressure is the smartest play. Yeah. Like if I'm coming in and he keeps sucking it, I got to make that pass. Make it. Shoot it. Make it. Good. Now yeah. when I go back in, he's not there. Yeah. You know, so being an offensive player, you have to understand that. Defense, hey, no one ever says, oh, man, he's stat chasing defense and steals and stuff. Like, he always want to guard the best player so he can get recognized as a defensive player. Nobody does that. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah. He takes the challenge to be that stopper. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those things. Do what you do to the best of your ability. Don't worry about nobody else's job. Worry about your job and make sure you're doing it. Yeah. Because... If you're doing your job, you're giving your team the best opportunity to win. to win. And winning comes the bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like you're, 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 you're trying to chase it. Look, work on your skill. Perfect your skill. That's going to come no matter what. Yeah. And when it comes, I trust think, me. And I feel like guys try to go for it so differently. Like, man, I, I got to get these numbers so I can get this bag. Like, But no, like you just said, winning, doing it. Do what you do best, playing hard or whatever the case may be, like, and just let it come through that. Yeah, like, like, you look, like Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond Green has put himself as a Hall of Famer. Didn't chase no numbers because he knew. Listen, you score, you score, you score. Okay, well, I'm gonna make sure all y'all are happy. So, all right, you, you since you're not gonna give him the ball, set a screen, give it to me. Boom, dive, give it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll I'll be the glue and glue all these things together. together. And I'm getting the max contract. I'm not a max player, but because I play my role with you three perfectly makes me that valuable. No, that's for sure. Yep. There it is. There it is, man. Know your value. Know your value. Be valuable. All right, well, we're going to get on this dash uh, one for the road. I just got to say, we've known... Your work has evolved over the years, and uh, the progression's a beautiful thing to watch. And we've been talking about, you know, where the the women's game is going to go, and you're a part of that movement. 
in your work, you know, we're going to see the results. So. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Man, yeah. I no appreciate y'all, man. man. Appreciate y'all. And keep coming to Gil for that, uh, for those cheat codes. Oh, yeah, man. He <laughs> always got he's, he's, he's the ultimate. He's learning it himself, too. You yeah, know what I mean? He's yeah. learning it himself. As I remember, yeah. we was talking about I was like, because I asked him, yo, what's the difference? Because, you know, me, like, like I, I don't... I, I don't know everything about everything. It's like, yo, what's the difference between the girls and the, and the men? And he said this. I remember you said, he said, to be honest, everything I knew about basketball from the man's standpoint, I had to throw it out. I had to throw out all this information and had to relearn this game mm-hmm. to understand how they had to deal with high school, college, here. Because it's not the same road. So I had to understand it so I knew how to train them. And I was like, y'all had to start over again? Oh, man. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, had to start yeah. from the zero? Oh, you, yeah. He's like, yeah, you got to. Because to, this is a different game. So you have to learn the basics going all the way, way. to see why they are the way they are. Yes. And I was to. like, okay, there you go. Zero to hero. Oh, I forgot about that slogan. <laughs> there you have it. Zero to hero. <laughs> for Agent Zero, for Dash, I'm Mike Botticello. This has been No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Remember, you can catch us every Monday, 8 p.m. on Fubo. And we'll see you next time.